0: Trash Cinema. Hey, everybody, it's Trash Cinema episode 99. Oh, my God. And we almost made it's it out of so our close. almost five year run. We got one more episode, and, and we are coming back. I, I've been thinking about it, dude. How many movies we haven't mm-hmm. covered there would be so much fun in every genre? Um, uh,
1: what are we talking about? We're we talking about doing uh, a continuance. Of trash cinema.
0: Yes, but we're going to take a break because you and I want to discuss video uh, Fright, which is uh, we were choosing four horror movies from every year starting in 1980 to uh, 2000. Maybe if it's really fun, we'll keep going to like 2010. But for me, my peak horror years are those 20 years. And uh, go off and do that for a while. But if you want to, we can continue the journey for another 100 episodes.
1: Yeah, let's see how it goes. There's tons of crap, good and bad, that we have not seen yet.
0: Yeah, and with Video Fright, I think the goal is to try and find good horror movies, not intentional trash. It's been flip-floppy with the uh, some of the horror franchises we've discussed. We found that they belong in that the trash category because, yes, they may start off great, but they almost always derail into complete lunacy. mm mm-hmm. So what are we discussing for our 99th episode?
1: Well, we're doing a uh, double feature of Mr. Reb Brown. Uh, this is uh, basically the Sylvester Stallone knockoff. Uh, basically like what
0: Jean-Claude
1: Van Damme is to anybody. I don't even know.
0: he always <laughs> you know, did seem like he got like the cast off. So well, they, these guys all turned us down. Who's up next? Van Damme? Okay, yeah. Give him a diehard movie set in a hockey rink Sure. <laughs>
1: Exactly, yeah. That's basically what Red Brown's career is, and that's not to, to shame the man. He's he's excellent at what he does, and I think he should be revered and respected for uh, all, all the laughs, all the heartwarming moments that we've got with him. So uh, today we're talking uh, Robo-War and Strike Commando.
0: And I do want to say that Rev Brown is not an actor. I mean, he fell into it because... Oh, hell no. He was, I believe, a military vet, a Vietnam vet, I mean, and then he was doing semi-pro soccer and then I think played pro soccer for a couple of years, but then fell out of that and just slowly worked his way through acting. He appeared in like the TV show's White Shadow. He was in some legit movies. He's in Big Wednesday from John Milius, Uncommon Valor, Distant Thunder. Oddly, I think all those movies have some sort of connection to Vietnam. But um
1: Sure. It, yeah but the, the biggest one I think that you were about to get to sorry to steal your thunder do you want to do you want to announce that
0: I think I'm going to say something different than you are I was going to say the Captain America oh, really? movies is what made him That's uh, exactly what I was going to say Oh okay I thought maybe we were going to say your um but those oh. <laughs> ever the classic your. <laughs> the um the Captain America movies were pilots for a TV show that didn't take off I remember seeing him as a kid going that doesn't look like Captain America. That doesn't look like the toy I have right over there. <laughs> and uh, they did okay, but I think it was in, in Italy. They're always looking for American actors who are cheap and are big blocks of muscle who they can sell in their, their rip-off movies.
1: Yeah, I think that was Reb's main problem is that he's just too bulky
0: in that Captain America suit. It's just too silly. Yeah, and plus he has this weird fucking habit of screaming everything. Everything. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that is the be- that is the red brown signature. That is when you know you're in for a good time. That's why <laughs> I was pissed at Road War. Not to you know put the car in front of the horse. It took him 41 minutes. I-, I looked before he yelled the first time. I was disappointed.
0: <laughs> That's a weird disappointment. You're not disappointed that it's a complete rip off of Predator, almost to the T. <laughs> uh, I mean, not really. <laughs>
1: it was. I mean, whatever. It, it was. It was a Predator ripoff. <laughs> it, it's to be expected.
0: Yeah. We. So I looked through his whole catalog of movies, and we've already done Yor, and that's kind of the obvious mm-hmm. one to do. And then I was trying to find Cage. A Cage is a. Uh, he did two of them with Lou Ferrigno, and apparently they're really sincere, and they're actually decent, low-budget grindhouse movies that they're Vietnam vets, and their their lives have gone horribly wrong, and they're both fighting in steel cage matches. And I can't find those two movies anywhere. So, Oh, dang, that's kind of like, uh, it's a little bit like Deer Hunter. A little bit, well, I was also, the, the another one I was looking for was um, Distant Thunder, and I have it, and it has John Lithgow as the main star, and I thought Reb Brown was in more of it than he actually was, he's only in maybe 10 minutes of it, but he does his, you know, uh, just uh, his common everyday yell, for no reason, and he goes nuts, mm-hmm. and he murders a bunch of people, but he's only in a small portion of it, but, so I, I just looked at YouTube then. And I found uh, two Bruno Matai, uh, a.k.a. Vincent Dawn, who was an Italian director who mastered the ripoff off movie.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. The Predator one was a little too on the nose.
0: Yeah. Well, Um, well, I I didn't necessarily mean those, but I mean his ability to... Okay, his best movie, I think... I know he made a lot of horror movies, a lot of zombie movies. Action came towards the end of his career. But he made one you have to see at some point. We're going to cover Rats, A Night of Terror. It's an Italian... Yes, we have
1: actually talked about this. Yeah,
0: we talked about it a few years ago. Yeah, we never got around to it. But it's a post-apocalyptic movie where a city is just taken over by rats. And I'm talking like Mm -hmm. turbo-nuclear rats.
1: Yeah, that'll definitely be a season two. Yeah. Or uh, whatever. Oh, I don't yeah, know. Call it, it. I'm maybe sure by now, it.
0: year six. Um, but yeah. Strike Commando, and I've seen this movie maybe four or five times. I forgot what it was about completely. And I uh, didn't remember it was a during Vietnam movie. I thought it was like a, a Rambo First Blood Part 2 where he goes back to Vietnam to save POWs. I was wrong.
1: Uh, it is just Rambo one, right? I mean, no. not. I mean, obviously the two the two things are separate, but the ending is like a total ripoff off of. Yeah, the, the ending end of, is yes. Uh, the first one,
0: because um, Rambo also takes place after Vietnam, so it's kind of combining missing in action with Rambo. But um, this is a movie when I was collecting VHS tapes, like hardcore, about twelve thirteen years ago. Strike Commando was one that every single time I walked into a place that sold VHS tapes, I was so eager to find, and I never did. It's one of the... Lo- I, I, I got every single movie on VHS that's ever been on a list, except Strike Commando.
1: <laughs> I mean, that doesn't surprise me too much, because like, even looking at the YouTube uh, video that you send me, it has millions of views. I mean, this has a lot of interest.
0: Yeah, it's. I think because in the last decade, people have discovered him to be... And I think he did know. I think he knew that uh, these were cheesy, campy movies that probably wouldn't be seen by most people. But if someone gives you $25,000 and you're an ex-pro sports player, what, what else are you going to do? Yeah, I might take a month of work and $25,000. Sure, why not?
1: Yeah. And you know you get to run around in a tank top and yell while I shoot guns at people, so it's it's a good time for everybody.
0: How many times does he yell, Jaco?
1: <laughs> Too many to count, man. But it it was just it was uh, scratch me where I was itching. That's what I was looking for. When when they're fighting, the, this the this the disappointment of Robo War, which I watched first. Oh, of yeah. having to wait forty minutes for a yell, and then this movie to just be like, that's all it is. Yeah,
0: it's, he, was he. It's nonstop. He's constantly just getting mowed, you know, mowing people down or getting shot at, like running through that field in slow mo with the little mortars that are going all the off, was clearly out. planned. He does not. He runs like uh, like a sack of meat. <laughs> he's not very. Irritable. Yeah,
1: it was so weird to to see to see him run because he was like almost tripping over his own feet half the time.
0: Well, he's, just, he's running yeah. through you know muddy waters and stuff like that, so.
1: Sure, but I I feel like they would take a couple takes But I guess it was just, you know Are you going to reset all of those uh, pyrotechnics? I don't think so Yeah,
0: especially on a low, low budget movie But um, my favorite part is the showdown with Dakota When, I kid you not, they run at each other full speed And they ram their faces (laughs) against each other And the explosion of blood That was amazing
1: What was, yeah, what was so great Okay, I'm going to finish this sentence And I think we should go back and try to explain what the movie is or anyone who's lost by our just whimsical ramblings of these awesome moments so uh like what i loved about that scene where they do the big headbutt is like when you when you look when they do like kind of look back at each other's faces uh right after the headbutt red brown's face is just covered in bruises that weren't there before so i just like i like to imagine that he just blacked out and just got beat up a bunch yeah in between takes i don't know it was weird but anyway, uh, so what is what it was what is the plot of this movie? So basically, uh, commandos in Vietnam doing some kind of mission, getting ambushed. And Red Brown, of course, is left behind, as he is in pretty much every movie of his.
0: Yeah, and then... Uh... And, uh, Go ahead.
1: It... Sorry. Yeah, sorry. So doing some kind of
0: espionage
1: mission? I'm not sure. But they're trying to sneak into some facility and blow it up.
0: Yeah, he's and trying course, to help. Uh, get... He's trying to help the local villagers after he uh, wakes up from the explosion, and then he thinks he's going on a totally different mission, not realizing the two are connected, because Russians are now in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's like some kind of proxy
1: war going on. I'm not entirely sure uh, what the purpose of the Russians being there was, other than you know, uh, fuck Russia because it's the 1980s.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, so, anyway, the mass, he, yeah, he helps. Oh, there's so uh, much carnage. There's so much carnage. It's amazing.
1: It, it's a lot. There is a lot of bloodshed. I mean, like, so there's. So, Red Brown wakes up and he's in his village and he's helping these villagers escape or try to do something. I don't know. Administer <laughs> justice by killing other people, I guess. Because that's an action movie. Um, but he realizes that there are Russians in Vietnam doing something. And and actually kind of there's kind of this point where you think it is going to end at like the halfway point when he goes back to base. But that's kind of when the movie ramps up again, because that's when he sort of realizes that there's some kind of conspiracy in the U.S. government. um, They tries to unravel for the last half.
0: Yeah, and it has uh, there's always the main actor from America. There's always another secondary actor that's known from something else. And it's usually Donald Pleasance or Lee Van Cleef or something like that. This one has Christopher <laughs> Connolly who uh, most of his career was Italian films. He was in a TV show, uh, I want to say, of Paper Moon, which was the Academy Award winning movie. But he was in a TV show for that, like 13 episodes. And all of a sudden, he became Hot Property in Italy. And, uh, Raiders of Atlantis, another one you and I are going to have to discuss, another crazy, violent Italian mm-hmm. sci-fi film with him as a lead and this was his bread and butter for like a decade he's just one of those go to guys that uh, couldn't make it in America but did very well in Italy
1: which one was he was he uh, Brett Brown's commander or was it the guy that was above
0: his commander Uh, Coleratic it was uh, was him okay trying to look here oh oh, Uh, this one so there was a whole wave of Vietnam exploitation films uh, from like 85, once Rambo 2 came out and made like $300 million worldwide, all of a sudden everybody wanted to make a Rambo ripoff. And I will tell you there's probably 450,000, uh, that's a rough estimate, of Vietnam ripoff war movies during this time period. I'm not kidding you. Every time you turn around, if you go onto Amazon and type in one of these movies, it will give you a hundred more instantly. And I've seen most of them. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's easy. You get one jungle backdrop, and then you just,
0: like, have them run in circles around that backdrop for two hours in yeah. movie. just have some explosions and some machine guns running around, and that's it. You're done.
1: Yeah, cut, print, go home.
0: Yeah, and you sold them. And the funny thing is, most of these were never sold in America. It just, for whatever reason, no uh, distribution came out for them, but, you know, they're huge overseas. So you'll find out later, it's like, oh, this rare prince is here in America, but it has the subtitles from being released in Japan. That's the only way you're ever going to get it.
1: Yeah, that's what Robo War was.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think there's actually a much better version of Robo War because an American company just picked it up. Have you heard of Severin Pictures?
1: I don't think
0: so. They're one of those uh, indie label companies that find Italian films and exploitation grindhouse. They even clean up old porno films, and they put them on Blu-ray, and all of a sudden, <laughs> everybody's got to have them. Oh, my God, it's insane. And it's like, what if it's a shitty movie? I don't care. They only made a 1,000 copies. I got to have it. <laughs> have yeah, you seen... I mean, I, I get that. Have you yeah. seen the cover of Strike Commando? Yeah. The VHS cover? Uh, He's screaming. I... On the cover, yeah, of course he is. <laughs> like, why, why, why wouldn't he be? Love it.
1: There's a sequel but, to this. Sorry, everybody, we're talking about him yelling a lot. I know it seems like we're talking about a lot, but it is important. It's this very is, important. It's, it's his, key to this. Being, is
0: history. Yes. Um, did you know there's a Strike Commando too? I did not know that. I was trying to find it so you could watch it. It used to be on YouTube but somebody pulled it for whatever reason. Uh, Red Brown does not come back because clearly he was too busy on another movie. I'm assuming it was Robo War. (laughs) Um, Okay. But somehow, Sir Richard Harris, Academy Award winning, legendary, rest in peace, Richard Harris, who was Dumbledore in the first few Harry Potters. He was an out of control alcoholic by the time the late 80s rolled around and he was no longer... Uh, marketable as a lead. So, Strike Commando 2 has him for maybe five minutes, and they must have paid him in booze. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, a good, that's a good sequel, I guess. It's actually really entertaining. Strike Commando 2 has just as much insane violence, <laughs> but it doesn't have the yell. It just doesn't. Yeah.
1: It'll feel a little empty, but that's okay.
0: The, uh, Yeah, Robo War is the one that I was actually more bored with. It was the first time I actually sat through the whole thing. Um, I remember, um, when I was looking for the VHS tapes, I started doing research on Bruno Matai and, uh, discovered that he had done a alien ripoff and a predator ripoff. And one was this one, obviously RoboWar, but there was another one called Shocking Dark, which was also called Alien 3. (laughs) What the fuck? It's called Alien 3. Yeah. They, they did that with, or no, hold on. No, it's called Terminator 2, AKA Shocking Dark. I'm sorry. Terminator 2. And there's no robots. I don't think, I think it's an alien monster. If I remember correctly. What the fuck? Okay, I know. why not? Sure. Yep. And uh, uh both are boring. I think 87, 88 is when the money started to fall out of the Italian ripoff movies and you just see it all yeah. over RoboWar, it's just not as entertaining.
1: Yeah, it's it's kinda it's okay, so basically if you cut out all of the time all of the shots of them walking with guns with inappropriate music playing in the background the movie's about 20 minutes long that music doesn't fit at all i don't mean i don't mean yeah i don't mean inappropriate as in like it's sexual or anything like that it's just like upbeat weird synth music in a jungle setting
0: when they're trying to go for like a horror theme vibe it's it's so weird yeah and the predator monster is so ridiculous Uh, they don't even try to make it really look alien it's just oh a guy in a alright he's just gonna wear okay that that sucks (laughs) it's dude in a suit if you ever if you saw Captain America the Winter Soldier
1: it's basically that
0: uh except a, a lot worse Oh, right. How did I forget that? The one of the main plot points. Oh, my God. Spoilers, if you really give a shit. Um, <laughs> oh, we're going
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. to spoil Robo People are really t- mad.
0: It's almost to the T they rip off a Predator, except they switch certain things. Like in Predator, they open up with the commando scene where they take it on that little village and then eventually discover yeah. the horror of what has happened to the previous crew that was there and the bodies hanging and then they run to the Predator slowly. And they, you know, reveal him over time. And they take him out in mysterious ways, and then you finally get the big battle. This one, all it does is take the Commando scene, and they just shove it in the middle. It is almost the same exact movie.
1: Yeah. And they even did the suit-up thing. Oh, wait, no, maybe that was Strike Commando. Never mind.
0: Yeah, but, they do yeah, that in all those the... movies, though. They always do the Rambo suit-up thing. But this one, they do the scene where... Um, they all start facing in one direction just you know pouring out bazillion rounds over into the trees and this time they actually kill somebody though actually I hit somebody in the tree (laughs) yeah but like again but there's not a lot of money
1: into it so like it, nothing happens to the foliage. Like, it's just, like, kind of waving around in the wind a little. Yeah. <laughs> as if nothing's happening. Whereas in the Predator, if I remember correctly, like, they
0: shot down a tree. Like, there was actual damage. Right. They use blanks, but they don't use squibs. That's the big difference. Right. But, yeah. um, I love the fact that the alien has one of this cheap-o look. In his, whenever they look through his vision, would say you use way too much. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, my God. It looks like an old Atari booting up. Like an old Commodore 64.
1: Yeah, it's just a bit crushed to hell. It's it's, it's it, you have that where you can't see what the hell is going on. Like with Predator vision, it clearly has like heat vision, so you can see that there's you can see bodies moving. But in this one, it's it's just a mess of pixels. And then you just hear someone going crazy, like every time he's looking at somebody. I don't know what the fuck it was. Is that what he's saying? Because <laughs> to
0: me, it just sounds like. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, I. Yeah, he was doing that a little bit too. But I thought I could swear he was saying greasy because they were sweaty or something like that. I'm not 100 <laughs>
0: percent sure what the hell is going on. I actually would prefer you just spouting nonsense. Moist, loby, crazy, <laughs> sticky.
1: Yeah. Uh. It. it so they. It, and so with the with the predator, uh, the predator would try to leave traps or. Uh, try to lure people uh, so that he can take them out alone. But like the this predator robot thing had only one trap, and it was like a bear trap, but it was significantly worse looking. It just looked like two pieces of wood <laughs> with some nails in it, and that was it. That was, I was like, oh, cool, they're going to introduce like trap elements to this movie, and it never happened again.
0: I well... <laughs> I still and the, the
1: trap was so ineffective that the guy still kept walking around even after stepping into yeah. it. Yeah, he just kind of like kind of like
0: limped for about ten minutes and then stopped, and it was fine. Um, there's even a scene in this, you know, when uh, in Predator, when Billy, the Native American one, turns around in the giant log, whatever, and, and dumps everything, and takes his giant machete and cuts his chest. And he's ready to battle yeah. them. They do the same exact scene. It's it, it, No wonder this wasn't released in America until last year.
1: But it was... It, I actually like this version better. Because the dude like, takes off his it, you know, his gear, takes out a knife, and is immediately shot in the face. <laughs> so it's pretty <laughs> that hilarious. That's did. probably what would happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it, it's, uh, well, yeah, it's his no... old buddy. <laughs> it's his old buddy that uh, was left behind... And uh, got injured severely, and they, they rehabilitated him with his robot suit, and I guess they used him as a weapon, and it just went horribly awry.
1: Yeah, that's the Captain America Winter Soldier angle. So, you know, uh, Marvel, stop ripping off
0: War. Yeah, we all know you're doing it, buddy. You're ripping off a ripoff. Yeah, it's so obvious. <laughs> I, you know what's so weird that it was after he gets captured at the end, and uh, decides... After killing all of these people, he takes off his visor, shows who he is. He's like, no! And then he hands him the detonator and blows himself up. Why did he go through killing all of these people and all of a sudden just like that? Oh, I'm fine. I'm good.
1: I don't know. Maybe because he wasn't up close enough to see that it was his friend? I'm not sure. I don't know why we're bothering.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. I know, I know, I know. Um...
1: You know, I think I say that every week. <laughs> I still
0: can't believe that there's a special edition of this. It's like 30 bucks loaded with special features. Why this particular the, movie? <laughs> it's so
1: weird. The, the only way, the only way I would buy a special edition of this movie is if it was shorter. I don't think I can handle like deleted scenes of this.
0: Oh no, you're going to get the directed uh, extended edition. Oh yeah, so 30 minutes more footage of oh, jungle walking.
1: Oh my god, 30 more minutes. I'm kidding,
0: I'm kidding. That's not a thing.
1: Oh. I swear to God, like, the amount of... I I know I said this, but it just bears repeating. The amount of time that they're playing the terrible synth music while they're just walking is just mind-numbing.
0: Yeah. Like, someone just noodling around. Did someone give this to someone's kid and start farting around with a little Casio?
1: Yeah, that's... (laughs) that's what i was thinking too it it's just it feels like someone was like warming up or practicing before they actually got
0: started they're like
1: oh hey that was pretty decent and then just left
0: yeah it's like oh you're done all right thanks <laughs> yeah, it, someone was just playing someone was just playing on the
1: synth and it was like all right when do we start it's like we already printed
0: yeah oh. what are you talking about oh i wasn't i think you're, i was just kind of messing around i'm not done well too late we ran out of time <laughs> There's a, there's another movie that I did want to discuss, but I just it's already been done on Mystery Science Theater 3000, so that kind of held me off. Uh, but Space Mutiny is always one that's so much fun. It's a ridiculous space epic. Have you seen it? Uh, no. That's the reason anybody knows who, who have, uh, Rev Brown is now. One of the very last <laughs> episodes of Mystery Science Theater 3000 when it was on the Sci-Fi channel was Space Mutiny. And it's basically... I don't know why they thought the inside of a spaceship was going to look like a fucking oil refinery warehouse kind of thing. And nothing about it looks like a spaceship. And it has him screaming, move, 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 go, 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 move, 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 about 10,000 times. Oh, my God. The uh, The director quit uh, immediately into production, was replaced by the assistant director, has everybody standing around in ridiculous costumes. There's a disco dancing scene by a woman who's supposed to be well, actually, in real life, is his wife, but she looks seventy-five at the time, and I think she was only thirty. Um, mm. J- John Philip Law, another Italian actor, uh, oh, hams it up to unbelievable degrees, and the entire time, Mystery Science Theater casts are making up names for him like big, <clears throat> big McLarge, huge Stomp, Beef Knob, Buff, yeah. Drink Lots, Fridge, Large Meat, Hack, Blowfish, stuff like that. Punt, Speed, Chunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go check that out it is it's on Uh, it's on Um, YouTube Uh, riffed and in its normal condition or uh, the Riff track version I can't I'm, I'm sorry I'm tired yeah I spent the day trying to argue with stupid morons why they need to wear a fucking mask oh you can't oh, come so. in until you wear a mask but I don't want to don't care wear a mask but it's against my religion no it's not uh, but I'm sickly sure <laughs> hey you see that 90 year old woman over there she's pretty sickly she's wearing a mask She's tougher than you. You get that, right? Shut up, you whiner. It's always guys in their 30s <laughs> with their fucking. Uh, what are those sunglasses douchebags always wear? You know, the gunmetal ones? Oh, uh,
1: oh uh, Ray-Ban?
0: Ray, nah, the Ray-Bans are okay. But uh, it's the one. Oh, Oakley's. Oakley's, thank you. It's always Oakley's in a fucking camouflage hat. And you got like a three-day beard growth and chow in his mouth. He's like, man, I ain't, I'm too sick to wear a mask. Medical reasons. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Oh, my goiter, it hurts if I put my mask on my face and my suffocating die. No one's done that, ever. Shut up.
1: Yeah, that's literally never happened.
0: Yeah. That that was my day. And uh, I wore a shark hand oh, on my hand fine. for about 15 minutes and no one noticed. So it's been one of those days.
1: You, you wore a what?
0: I had a hand puppet of a shark and I wore it on my hands for 15 minutes. And I wanted to give <laughs> someone a mask with the shark on my hand and feed it to them, whatever. And no one came by, no one asked... I even like waved to people in the shark hand, and they didn't even notice. It was so disappointing. Yeah, that's
1: what that—that's the worst when you have like a bit that you really want to do, and then nobody is interested. Yeah, it's uh, it reminds me of this uh, David Cross bit. Um, I don't. Uh, oh, I know exactly he, what you're talking
0: about.
1: Time, yes, he was wearing like the BDSM mask and it was on the plane it was expecting someone to to ask him about it and no one ever did so he just, it was just some asshole in an S&M match. <laughs> that's what I
0: felt like afterwards I was like I'm just a fucking idiot with a shark on my hand <laughs> but um, I'm thinking about getting that giant cowboy hat that Dumb and Dumber you know the Jim Carrey wore the giant styrofoam oh, yeah, yeah. one yeah I'm thinking about wearing that next but someone will probably be like why are you wearing that? because it's funny no it's not bag <laughs> alright thanks yeah
1: we, we, yeah we should we should have more of that there should, there should be more people out there like that and just like find find something fun to do and lighten people's lives
0: yeah this shit sucks I try to um our 100th episode is next and it's going to be uh okay so it didn't go the way I thought it would I'm gonna go ahead and openly admit nobody really voted i only got a handful of votes so I've decided fuck this shit well, every what Oh, I was going to ask, well, how many people did you send that to? No, Unless I post... you don't want to say No, no, you... no. I asked the people who have been previous guests, so I asked uh, eight people who have been guests on mm-hmm. the show, and they submitted their choices for uh, Hall of Fame, trash cinema of actor, director, actress, uh, movie, and song. And I put it up for voting, and it got very little voting, so I've decided they all get into the Hall of Fame. And then next year we have to yeah. nominate new ones, Woo. and they all get in it too. That way we're not repeating ourselves. So on the show, we're going to nominate, we're going to, not, not nominate, the, discuss the nominations. All of them get into the Hall of Fame. Uh,
1: what about the 100th episode? I think you're a little premature here. No, that, is the, that, that is
0: the 100th episode. This is 99. Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the next what? time you're available, we can just do that because <laughs> there's no work needed. There's no movies to sit through. We're just going to discuss it and thank everybody and take a break for a year.
1: Yeah, that sounds pretty good.
0: All right, cool. Um, Everybody, we are on Facebook under Video Night. We are the spinoff of that. Guess what, guys? Video Night's finally coming back. We took a long break. It's been seven months, but we got a new lineup. We're discussing noir films, comedic ones, uh, horror noir, and classic, and then the new modern interpretations of the the genre. Yeah. Yay. Okay, send us out.
1: All right, everyone, stay trashy.
0: Good night.